Hey, Grand Rising, and welcome back to the podcast, Only Black Cosmonaut. As usual, you know the deal. We are here to talk about mindfulness, movement, and meditation in a way to find planetary alignment. This episode is called A Conversation That Didn't Happen or Did It. So the reason why I call it that is because I had the fortunate, I would say, the fortunate alignment of meeting a woman by the name of Kathy Trentalanicia. Kathy Trentalanicia is... Hmm. At the end of the day, she is a meditation and mindfulness facilitator. But in the beginning of the day, the way we pontificate, the way we bring her up into the stars is understanding that she's bridging the process of scientific inquiry and meditation. She has a very rich history, over 20 years of working in the space of mindfulness and meditation. She's worked alongside Carl Sagan, you know, the guy from the cosmos, as well as uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. She was a facilitator in the room when they were coming up with the movie, um, sorry, coming up with the show and at least bringing out the idea into the world because Kathy's approach is simple. It's about trusting and listening to your inner voice and working with that in an observational, scientific, loving kind of way. So why the conversation didn't happen and that part of it is that I recorded this on a Zoom video and after I ended the video and ended the meeting, it did not record. Our, our entire conversation is nowhere to be found in the sphere of Zoom. So moving quite along and moving quietly along and moving forward, trying to find my words here, I want to share with you some of the things we talked about on the podcast episode. Now, we do look to get back together again, at least in conversation and possibly with her teacher. She'd mentioned that he is pretty much a great facilitator of well, as well of mindfulness, guided meditations, and just understanding the mind and body connection through uh, spirituality and through Buddhism. Uh, apparently, he had a very strong past in Christianity or religion and decided to step into spirituality through the Buddhist method and has now opened up a practice that is um, world-renowned. World and what I talked about with Kathy, getting to that space, is the first question I believe I asked her was, um, hmm, why mindfulness and meditation? Why did she decide to go down this path in life and what brought her into this space? And as I can remember, she said she's just always been this person, this, this person who've always wanted to learn about life through, through nature and through the observation of her experience. She actually grew up here in Denver, Colorado and traveled the world learning more about herself and trying to find a deeper space with her meaning. Kathy's career does span the media and wellness and education space. She lived in Los Angeles. She lived in Italy. She, um, she actually created a program called the Jedi Mind Trick program uh, that was designed for young kids and teens to get better with their space and create, I say create from their mind, using the mind to manipulate the universe around. So when I asked her about that, she really dug in deep and gave me some great examples of why she decided to go down the path of mindfulness and meditation. It definitely wasn't something in her home or something, you know, where it's like, you're going to study this. It was just something she found within herself. The conversation continued. And the other things I remember asking her was just the inspiration behind it all. You know, how did you meet Carl Sagan and how did you get into the space of working with the, the Cosmos series 
And as I remember, her response was that, again, it was her intended approach in life. She wanted to learn more about mindfulness and meditation and the scientific approach. She read books. She went into universities. She studied colleges. She was a teacher for many years, an educator. And then we got into the space of just what it means to be a person in your own self. I introduced her to my um, my phrase, you know, um, I love people, but I hate humans. And strangely enough, she enjoyed it. She liked it. She thought it was funny. And so she kind of felt like there was um, a lot to unpack there because for her, she immediately started thinking about uh, with people how we grow together the more we stay connected. But there's such a rich history in our humanity that is somewhat ignored or forgotten uh, for the peopleness of us, of us all. So it was really great to hear her response. And again, I apologize for, I guess I apologize for Zoom, but I apologize for myself. I didn't double, triple check that it got recorded. So we continued on the conversation. I even asked her, oh, I remember asking her, what is death? Because we started uh, talking about just personality and life and the experiences we have. I shared with her some of my history. She shared with me some of her history of how she grew up. And then I asked her, what is death? And we took a pause. And for her, she felt that she mentioned her teacher and she spoke about how he introduced going to bed and sleeping as a part of death and how we experience that continuously as long as we're here on this world. And the way to live life is to accept death and accept the experience of it that we share daily. And it reminded me, and I mentioned of that Nasir Jones quote, um, sleep is the cousin of death. Like we were learning these concepts, at least I was learning these concepts from a young teen, from a young teen, you know, and she explained that her teacher went into this whole practice and teaching of it during the, during um, Halloween, just recently during Halloween to talk about the realities of death and how the definition of it has changed over time uh, within cultures, within experiences, and just within humans. Then I asked her, what is the multiverse? <laughs> and does she even open up to that concept? And she says, yes. She says, but, you know, science wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole because for them it's not hard facts. She does agree that with her approach of the process of scientific inquiry and meditation, that she bridges that gap, but science is still very, not very, but science has its own limit as well. It's a conceptual continuum of our observational truth into reality. Like, okay, you know, we, I hope you understand what I'm saying. Like we think of something, we then test it. And then from that observation, we call it such. But if our observation changes, it's possible and it's probably a high factor that the truth of that observe the truth of what we observe will also change. So when we talked about the multiverse, I felt and her after her example, I felt that the multiverse is an experience we're having every day um, due to our ways of being different people or being in different spaces and being being with different modes of our of our um, of ourself. I don't know. And then it's not too much depth needed there. Just just a really good 
acceptance that you are not always who you say you are, especially when we're using our senses to kind of guide us into what you is, you know? Um, let's see. What else did we talk about? She mentioned that she's inspired by life and she read a few books that along her life and along her ways really kind of propelled her to move forward. I do remember some of the ending quotes or the ending part of the conversation is that today, as of today, she works a lot with um, sex trafficking victims and people who have been in very high traumatic experiences in a way in hopes to get them to empower themselves back through the mind, using the mind to understand that you are not your emotions and you are not your experiences and you are not what happens to you. You are everything that is happening now. And more importantly, you can change that. So if something is happening that you don't want to experience, the observation of it is key. And then how do you manipulate that through your magic? How do you change that into something that is going to be better for you? You know, like put on better clothing because the weather has changed. So it was really, 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 really a great conversation. As I said, it did not get recorded in Zoom and I know what happened. I tried and it's just, uh, oh, well, it's my fault, of course. What I do hope, and I'll put this out there into the universe of the podcast world, is that I get a chance to revisit our conversation and impossibility, get a chance to also speak with her teacher, get like a three-way conversation going on and just like maybe even start with those those questions as simple as, why did you get into this practice? What is meditation? What is death? What is the multiverse? You know, and then when you hear the phrase or hear the term or hear the sentence, I love people, but I hate humans. What does it do for you? What does it bring about? Um, I know, and it's a hundred. Listen, every time I share that with someone, they smile, they laugh, they agree. They don't necessarily agree that I'm right because it's not about a, a right or wrong, but agree that they feel what I'm saying. And in their own way, they can agree that there's a truth to it that they've experienced that, yeah, that's, that's, I like that. But it be, it is a conversation. And so I was really thankful that with Kathy being a facilitator and processing of scientific inquiry and meditation and investigating the mind through Buddhist contemplative practices and scientific methods and just digging deep and getting a chance to work with some really, 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 really reality changes of our experiences. Carl Sagan, Neil deGrasse Tyson, the whole PBS crew, uh, HBO, network television. She's been in New York, Italy. Like this lady, this woman has been a navigator in our space for our experience in a way that I'm just, again, thankful to have spoken to her, but it's also part of her life. Like we're just getting a reflection of the things she believes in and we're benefiting from it. And having that historical connection to it where she tries to make that connection as much as possible, like she's a historic and consultant, you know, um, especially to the series Cosmos. It's just really, it was just really great talking to her. And maybe this was the best way for it to come to you, you know, my, 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 what do you call that? Let me think of the word. Do, 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 do,
how it made me feel. There it is. <laughs> how the podcast and how the conversation made me feel and um, my interpretation of it. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Once again, only Black Cosmonaut. Um, I'm going to leave you with a song I created. It's called I Just Want to Run. And the funny thing about this song is, um, so the track is something, I listen to instrumentals a lot. I like to freestyle and just play with words. And I might pull in, pull in um, statements I've read from books and try to make them rhyme or just, put, just, just, just have fun with words and music um, when I'm driving. And it's been a while since I've gone to, I, when I exercise and when I train and when I physically condition, I go through what I call a project phase. And I could start with running. And then I start with strength training and then I start with mobility training and then I start with cliesthetics and I, I basically go through these different levels. Anyway, it's been a while since I've been through a certain level or felt a certain way. I just want to run. The song came from because of a time. I remember the time when I went, I went running with stick of dead press. He, this guy, I don't know. I've never went. I don't remember if I went running with him before because this particular time we ran for at least three hours. I don't know. I don't know how long we were running, but God, it felt so good and so painful. Like he had to stop at least him, him and some other gentlemen. I'm, I'm sure they had to stop at least once or slow down once or twice for your boy because I couldn't. And we weren't running fast. We weren't running fast. Let me put that out there. Stick wasn't like. You know what I'm saying? Sprinting and telling me I, I, I'm I'm slow. We were literally just running at a steady pace, at what I considered a steady pace. And mind you, this was like in my 30s or at least in the, yeah, the beginning of my 30s and somewhat before my mid-30s. So I was still in prime shame, prime shape with my parkour, but I couldn't keep up with this guy or at least the length of this run. And when I end the run or when the run was completed, when I end the run, it was runner's high. It was that 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 result of like, oh, wow, 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 oh, wow. Like your body just, you're just constantly being reminded of every single muscle, bone, joint, everything. And I just want to run came from an expression of that reminded experience. And then it reminded me of how him and Hawk and Daddy Dark, how they continue to inspire me through the medium of social and Instagram, just in, in, inspire me to run. They came up with songs. They've done work. They continue to just lead the way in my universe of people and black men who love to run. And it's not a matter of because, I again, speaking for my own self, when I used to run, not I then. When I used to run around my neighborhood, and then especially when I incorporated parkour into my movement, just because of our implicit biases and the way that we think, people were like, yo, the cops are never going to chase you. The cops ain't going to catch you. And I get it. I get it. I get it. I love it. I thought it was funny. But I was just running to run. I wasn't running because I was trying to get better at the cops not chasing me. So I really love how these three gentlemen, and specifically how they do it together when they do it, but how they individually live their space and how it inspires me. So this quick song, I Just Want to Run, is dedicated to running, dedicated to experiencing 
life through the body and mind when you just like connect in that zone, as well as it's dedicated to these three brothers. Ah, hopefully you got some love and light from this conversation. Um, again, it's all about that exploring our inner universe and learning to shine that love, that accepted light of love, that light of accepted love. I don't remember what I say. You know what I say. All right. Thanks again. Namaste. Take with the earth, she's my mother, no other can do what she does, giving me life. I run to the day and the night, breaking the sweat, zoning out, feeling the flex, heart condition, mind and body flow with the wind. I'm going in, I never hesitate with the heart, knowing my wealth. I give it up, I do it for self, balance the spirit. I love what I do with the wind. I'm going in, I just want to run, I just want to run, I want to run, I want to run, I want to run, I want to run. Namaste. Yeah, I want to remind you, say you can look to support the podcast over at anchor.fm forward slash only black cosmonaut. You can support at $1, $5 or $10 monthly. Your monthly contribution always continues to for me to do the work, find ways to be more inspirational, reach out to people so them can be guests on the podcast. So head on over to anchor.fm forward slash only black cosmonaut and click on the support link and you can consider whichever support you want, $1, $5 or $10 monthly. Thank you so much. Namaste.